At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It is the final hour of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. It might be the dog days of summer, but for Amal Shaw and myself, Ben Wilson, we got plenty of stuff to talk about, Amal. It's been a blast so far hanging out with you, as always. Yeah, I tell you, I know it's good because it's, the time has gone very quickly. It has just flown by. Yeah, exactly. we have, and we have one more hour to go. We'll talk a little baseball the evening slate. Sean Zarillo from Action Network is going to join us in 15 minutes. Some very interesting games on the docket for tonight. We'll also play Fade or Follow the Public. Because there's been a lot of a lot of movement on the NFL futures odds board, we'll we'll discuss that in about a half hour. See where where we think the value lies in some of these teams entering into 2022. Uh, but as far as a quick update here, and then we'll talk some division odds. Them all uh, right now looks like the Nationals and Patrick Corbin. After the rough start, Austin Riley hits his 22nd homer of the year there in the bottom of the first. But uh, the Nats, they've tried to claw their way back into this one. Um, all they get a, a run on a Juan Soto homer, 17th long ball of the year. It's easy to say this now. Like, it's hard to believe he was your NL Cy Young favorite at the start of the year, given just the lack of anything around him. But still, despite some injuries, he's putting up a, you know, a decent year when he's at least been healthy, and he does get the Nationals on the board today. Yeah, I would never pitch to Soto. I'm not worried about There's, Josh who Bell else, or Yeah, who else lineup. are going mean, to hurt I know him. Bell's gotten off to a fast start this year, but I don't believe in Josh Bell. I saw every year in Pittsburgh, that, that guy couldn't put the ball in play off a tee. <laughs> yeah. Josh, look, I mean, I remember the days of like when when Josh Willingham was the Nationals hitter you feared the most. Like it's is not this is not like a new thing. Yeah. Uh, they're they're the nation's capital. I was actually at a game where Josh Willingham hit two grand slams off of Jeff Supon. Wow, the, the going Bre- back a few. Brewers days. fans were uh, were booing Supon merc- mer- mercilessly. His eighty eight mile an hour fastball. Yeah. Hey, he was the highest uh, highest paid pitcher in Brewer history at the time of his contract. Well, just because they make bad deals doesn't mean it's justified. <laughs> it does here. You were, you're certainly right on that. Uh, and the runs, the run fest does continue as well in Arizona. So we talked about this before. Yeah. It was even even at, uh, at a, an 11 and a half in-game price, we kind of felt them all like, look, both of these pitchers, Kyle Freeland for the yeah. Rockies, Madison Bumgarner for the D-backs, weren't showing us much of anything. And that's Charlie Blackman who just hits a base hit to right. So now 3-2. Rockies get one more back, and looking at them live, it is uh, still 10 and a half uh, live total, actually. That just, that just uh, picked up here to 11 and a half. So that's, uh, it's a game that's five runs deep, and we're in the top of the third. You know, I want to bring up a point you just made about the number there, 10 and a half, 11 and a half. Very crucial because if you get to 5-5, five, five, you get beat on a 10 and a half, you take an under, mm-hmm. or if you take the over, you get a win there. So do you believe the Diamondbacks would still six-plus at-bats? Because I think you said one out in the third inning? Yes, we're to, uh, we just had the second out made okay. now. So. so, I mean, there's some opportunities there where you're going to have six more at-bats against the Diamondbacks uh, bullpen that does not uh, pitch particularly well. So there's, I think they should be able to potentially get those three runs that you need. 
On the flip side, Diamondbacks with six more minimum ABs left, potentially mm-hmm. a seventh. So you could expect them to uh, get two more runs there. So I like that one still going over that number of 10 and a half. Yep, with, with you on that. And then the one other update as well, it is a sack fly for Alec Bohm to score Mikey Moniak. one nothing to the Phillies as they get on Hennessy's Cabrera there in the top of the ninth inning. So the Cardinal back-end bullpen issues continue. Cabrera, Cabrera, really nice arm. It's just they have not had the consistency at times when you've had no Alex Reyes all season, and that was kind of the guy you were figuring would factor in. Ryan Helsley's been an option, but instead it's uh, it's Philadelphia, and I will be very interested to see what happens in all bottom of the ninth because Sir Anthony Dominguez has pitched back-to-back days. Brad Hand has pitched not back-to-back days and just pulling up the box for Philly, what they've done so far. It's, it's, uh, I wonder if they'll leave in uh, Jose Alvarado in there for a second. Uh, oh, it'll be Corey Knable, actually. Yeah. So Alvarado gets the eighth inning today for Philadelphia. Knable, who lost his starting job, now comes in for the bottom of the ninth. And it is a, a spot where the Phils try to cash as a dog here, uh, up one nothing. Yeah, slight dog here in this one. I like the Cardinals at home in this one. Looks like I'm going to be on the wrong side here. I didn't play either of the early games. I thought the White Sox were a pretty good spot. Missed out on that gravy and... Uh, Looks like it might have made the right move also laying off of this game, but um, we'll see what happens. Cardinals still with three guys to come against Knable, who's had some uh, inconsistency, to say the least. To say the least, yeah. yeah. Injury, command, it's kind of been, been all over the place. The one final from earlier today, Cueto and the White Sox get the job done, bounce back after losing the first two of that series against Garrett Hill and the Tigers. They went 8 nothing. Game does stay under, though, uh, the 8.5 total, so that's rough. If you were uh, if you were playing the over, thinking the White Sox would get to the Tigers, uh, they did, and the game still stayed under. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, especially with that 6 nothing start early. I think by the second or yeah. third inning, it was already at 6, but games tend to kind of flatten out when you have such a one-sided margin. Um, you know, I was watching this uh, Rangers-Twins uh, game. So, uh, Smeltzer was in all kinds of trouble. And Charlie Culberson, with runners on first and second, and Corey Seager at the plate, decides to try and steal third base, gets thrown out. And then he ends up walking uh, Seager. Some of the decision-making you see out there, kind of referencing the point you made earlier with the Pirates last night, sending the runner Mm -hmm. on what was a routine single between uh, right and uh, center field, and it turned into a double just from a, uh, you know, they give him credit for a double. should have been a first base going to second on the play. And some of these decisions you look at and you go, this doesn't even make sense. It's especially at the highest level of professional baseball. Like what, what are we, what are we still doing now? Uh, it, it's just, and it leads to kind of into some of these divisional discussions, right? Where so much of it, and you can look at the numbers and the strength of schedule, but yeah. at the end of the day, Amal, it, it is such a case study in how much do you trust the infrastructure of these teams and what they, what they have left to do and the personnel that they have to do it with. Uh, we talked AL central where white Sox, I'm seeing plus plus one seventy at MGM. Yeah. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to play them. I still just can't get past my lack of trust for a team led by Tony La Russa, who has certainly, who has certainly seen better days. Yeah. You could have made that same statement a decade ago with with La Russa, with the way he manages on a day to day basis. So like, I just can't, I can't get there with the White Sox. You can actually, and now that we've updated these odds, plus one eighty five here today. So that's a great example, right? And I know you and Mike Palm on odds on were talking about their uh, their uh, their infamous fly into triple play last week. Where I just, even though the number screams, yes, that's a, a play you really ought to make given the talent, given the strength of schedule, I'm not at the point where I can really trust that franchise until until I at least see something. It's obviously how do you handicap the rest of that division, what what comes into play here, though. I, I would agree with you completely. Now, look, if they get healthy, uh, Jimenez back in the lineup. Anderson was out for a couple of weeks. Um if they can find some consistency, the problem is defensively for them. They still are, they make a lot of mistakes, Ben, and I think that's a real concern with them going forward. You know, we have the preseason odds listed right now, and you see it with the Twins at 5-1, to one, and the Guardians were 10-1, to one, Sox were minus $2, but right now it's kind of reverse course. Um, I still don't know who I would look and say, hey, I'm very confident. I've got the Twins, but look, I, I just took it based on a price. I don't believe that the Twins are right. necessarily going to win the division. I'm actually looking for an opportunity where I would probably take some money on the White Sox if it gets a little bit higher. Uh, they look like they're in a position today to gain a game both sides. Guardians up 6 nothing. White Sox win the game. Twins trailing 3 nothing right now in Arlington. Um, Martin Perez just dealing at this point in time. Yeah. It, it looks like it's going to be tough sledding for the Twinkies. It certainly appears that way from the first three innings so far. They've, they've not had much at a sniff out at the plate. Three yeah. zip uh, to the Rangers is about a dollar twenty-five favorite there today. And then we we had our discussion as well earlier on. I'm all talking NL Central where uh, it's really a two-team race at this point. Brewers and Cardinals. Brewers minus two fifty. 
cards at plus 185. But uh, the NL East is a really interesting division now that we've seen the screws tighten a little bit. The Braves, who have rebounded from their uh, their early season woes, plus 140 right now. Mets are still favored at $1.60, but that's about as tight as this thing has been in in, in several months now. I'm all really since the, the Mets broke out of the shell right at the start of that year. And uh, I, what what just happened in St. Louis? Ground ball to third base, Uh-oh. and uh, the ball gets thrown into right field. So a couple of uh, runners oh, out no. the corners, nobody out. <laughs> and you know, you know, this is the mistake that Baum made right there. Is Alec Baum's got to get the ball, and he's got to get one out. You you can't try to force to get the double play. You know, we were talking about the errors earlier and saying how crucial it is in baseball. The value of getting one out is so important. I, I get you want to get the double play. I, I really do. But it was a tough angle play, Ben. It just was not an easy throw. He had to like throw it. It was basically momentum going across his body sidearm. If you make the play there, you get the one out. Goldie's not going to beat you with his legs. So now you got Arenado coming up. Sure, you can hit a two-run homer, but now you got Arenado coming up with nobody out. Runners at the corners. Now you're in a situation where you may not win this game. Walk error. With yeah. Paul Goldschmidt at the plate as well, where they you get you do the hard part, you get him to roll over one to the left side. Remember what I said? It was what in game two and a half, and I'm thinking I just don't I can't trust these bullpens, and I mean the the defense plays into into that. You're certainly looking at a scenario where two one Cardinals and a walk off would would certainly make a lot of sense. We'll, well see. Well, you know, you look at this. I'm telling you, Corey Knebel is going to probably lose his marbles right now. Um, you know, so many times these pitchers. It happened to me in the White Sox game earlier about a week and a half ago. Britton and I both had the same side run line against the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, Graveman's in their closing. Tim Anderson makes a tremendous jump throw to Jose Abreu. Ben, a first grader would have caught this ball. Oh. It hits him right in the glove and he just drops it. Next play, <laughs> ground ball to first base. He looks at second, doesn't have a play, intelligent play, decides he's going to just keep the ball and go to first base. He drops the ball running to first base. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. That's tough. And that you was, lost a bet that Yeah, way. it was on the run line. They end up going 4 3 there. Instead of uh, winning you can, the game. You can't, I mean, there you can't make up ways to lose baseball games. I mean, no, it, that's, that it, when it's a 162-game season, you're going to have ridiculous stuff happen. I agree with you, but i got to tell you, in all the years I've been doing this in baseball, that was the second worst baseball loss I've ever had. Second worst. What uh, was the worst? The worst one by far never be topped. Robin Ventura, walk-off grand slam, over 7.5, Braves-Mets playoff game, uh, and he doesn't circle the bases, so it's only a single. <laughs> that's right. And you, I didn't know you were part of I didn't know you had action on that game. The... Uh, I mean, it, that's that, amazing. That's that's a brutal beat. That's that, that that's a brutal beat. Because like, I was the George Brett Pintar game was the total in play there when when he hit that. I don't know. I don't, rem- a I don't before remember. my time. But, a little before your time. Yeah, but the Ventura one, he hits a walk off slam, doesn't circle the bases. That's that's right. That's at the upper echelon. That that's upper that's an right all timer. That's got to be rough. I mean, I would say if you had the Red Sox in the '86 World Series and you were, uh, you know, if you had if, if from a betting standpoint, that's got to be pretty rough too. But I think you just from a, from a single game to game standpoint, what you just mentioned, I, I can't think of a worse beat. I'll that's tell rough. you one that's comparable: Baylor and people in Las Vegas will know this one. Baylor UNLV around ninety nine two thousand. Kevin Steele's the head coach at Baylor. They're up three nothing with about a minute to go. Or I'm sorry, like ten seconds remaining. Maybe all they got to do is kneel down at the goal line, and they're trying oh, to score. And then um, I, I forgot the DB's name now, but he picks it up and goes ninety nine to the house, and UNLV wins the game seven to three. <laughs> Baylor UNLV football that a game ended 7-3. Wow. That's yeah, digging thanks. deep, Amal. That's hey. what we get from Amal Shaw this show. Digging deep with the references. <laughs> uh, but it is runners on the corners. 2-2 count out of Nolan Arenado. Big spot for a couple of teams who could really use a win, uh, to, to put it lightly. I will update that up next. And then welcome in Sean Zarillo. Talk the evening slate in Major League Baseball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM. Sports BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll talk a little more baseball uh, here in just a minute with Sean Zarillo as he joins the show momentarily. But uh, one quick update, though. Um, all what 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 do what we what, what's happening here in St. Louis? Because we had second, we had uh, second and third, one out in a one nothing game, and uh, it appears as though Dylan Carlson does not, in fact, drive the runner home on a ground ball in the infield. Yeah, Carlson grounds out to first base, but ends up uh, Yepes goes back to uh, third base there. I thought he was worth taking a shot to go home. It wasn't hard hit at all. No, but, and yeah. uh, you know you got to make a perfect throw there. Now uh, it's a situation where they leave the leave it up to Dickerson, and he's going to fly out, and this ball game is wow. over. What if? Corey Knable goes walk, error yeah. to start the inning. Runners in the corners, nobody out, up one nothing in St. Louis, and he somehow gets out of it, strikes out Nolan Arenado, gets a weak ground ball from uh, Dylan Carlson, and then Corey Dickerson pops out. One zip, big win there for the Phils as they try to uh, resuscitate their season. We're, we were just talking divisional odds last segment, 16-1 to right now to win the NL East, but uh, bigger concerns right now for Philadelphia. They will get the win here as a, uh, a small underdog about a dollar five dollar dollar ten dog uh, depending on the market we have a lot of interesting games on the saturday night slate highlighted by the big yankees red sox matchup at fenway park so let's discuss with sean zarillo handles uh, mlb action for the action network so sean thank you so much for joining us uh let's start there at uh, at fenway where look it's it's been a rough go of it for uh, the Sox. First, you had uh, Brian Bell- Bale. You go back a few days there, makes his long-awaited debut. It uh, did not go well. Rays, Rays really touched him up, and then the Yankees have uh, certainly uh, had an onslaught here, at least to start the series. What do you make of, uh, of the matchup tonight that'll certainly be the most watched game just uh, from the National Fox game that everyone's going to see here in a couple hours? Yeah, I think the Red Sox have been a flawed team since the start of the year. They definitely have some holes in the bottom of that lineup, and they have some major question marks in the rotation I do respect what they're trying to do, bringing up all these arms from AAA and seeing what sticks. I was actually pretty high in Bellow. That did not work out. But Cutter Crawford does have more of a baseline now for what he is as a major league pitcher. And his expected indicators so far are only about a quarter of a run worse than what Jordan Montgomery is producing. So I think this line should be a bit closer to a pick I projected the Red Sox here around plus 120 for both the first five innings and the full game. I like the money lines where they are currently 140 for the first five innings at 145 for the full game. And then the over nine is a lean for me as well. Projected this total around nine and three quarters. So if you can get a flat nine, I would certainly play that, but definitely prefer the Red Sox side 
of this matchup. I think Cutter Crawford is pretty solid. His command is a little spotty, but it was good in his last start. So that indicates to me that he has a decent chance of actually outperforming what the market might expect from him tonight. Sean, let's go to the game in the Pacific Northwest with a really hot Seattle Mariners team having come in one six in a row, nine of their last ten. Uh, this should be an interesting matchup against a team going in the opposite direction of the Toronto Blue Jays. Alec Manoa going against Robbie Ray in this one. Blue Jays a slight favorite here on the road. Uh, how do you see this one with an offense for Toronto that's just been anemic? So definitely like the unders here. Robbie Ray has been much better of late. Struggled at the start of the season, but added a cutter to his mix or added a sinker to his mix, I should say, fairly recently. So the under seven and a half of plus money. I like that game actually right around seven runs in terms of my projected total. And then the first five under four as well, it's juiced up to about minus 125, projected that total closer to three and a half. So definitely the unders actually also have that on the Jays for the first five innings, projected their first five line with Manoa around minus 140. So around minus 128, minus 130, I think is still a fine price to pay there. Manoa actually outpitches, if you look at batted ball data, stack cast, expected ERA, he outpitches other indicators that people use, like expected FIP and Sierra, which are going to take more of an account for strikeout and walk numbers and factor in all of the weak contact that he's generating just a little bit less. So I actually like his expected ERA, what it shows for him as a pitcher. This guy is a true pitcher's pitcher. He is not going out there and throwing like Robbie Ray is a little bit sometimes with that nasty stuff. But Manoa makes phenomenal in-game adjustments. Like the Jays on the first five money line, but definitely prefer the unders there. Sean, I, look, I've been banging the drum on the Manoa Cy Young candidacy for some time. And then, as we talked about earlier, of course, I had the uh, A's team total under his last start, literally lost in the first inning. But I certainly expect a, a bounce back outing uh, there for Manoa. Looking at under there, that, that your thoughts on that one, seven and a half. Uh, and in the meantime, I don't know what your projections had on the Guardians today, but they they, they have 11 runs through three and a third. So Amal is a, is a happy camper right now. What, three, three run bomb there, Amal? Yeah, three nothing there. Wow. I, I, sh- Sean, you bring a tremendous amount of insight. You've been on here many times, and I think people should really pay attention to what you discuss because you really dive deep into the numbers. I, I'm more of a situational guy in certain spots. I thought the Guardians had lost five in a row against some opponents they probably should have fared far better against. I thought this was a good opportunity for McKenzie and company, but is there something that you may point to for people that a lot of people don't bet baseball, want to get into it, but not as well versed with it? What is maybe something on the surface that you would say, hey, start to look at this because you really get into a level that you've got to be experienced at to really dive into. What's maybe something on the surface level that they could start to pay attention to? Well, I think StatCast Baseball Savant has an extraordinarily amount of detailed metrics that can tell you how Teams are either underperforming or overperforming. You look at the expected stats pages on Baseball Savant, you could see the differential between how teams have actually performed and how the batted ball has flown and maybe they've gotten unlucky, hit into some outs. So I always look for things to regress, but not necessarily, as people say, to the back of the baseball card, but to what now we are able to identify as expected indicators. Your expected weighted on base average. People use weighted on base average. For daily fantasy purposes, I think that's where it became really popularized. But you can actually see now what expected weighted on average should be for pitchers, for hitters. StackCast actually translates that into an expected ERA for you. So I tend to gear more towards StackCast data now because I think it's a bit more predictive than what we've had in years past with just regressing people for batting average on ball and play, things like that. Some pitchers do get hit harder. Some pitchers like Manoa do not get hit quite as hard. Sandy Alcantara in that group as Mm -hmm. well. Alcantara, a guy who doesn't really strike out as many guys as you would expect from an ace starting pitcher, but he's generating so many ground balls. His ground ball rate is over 55%, generating so many pop-ups this year. So if you just look at expected FIP Sierra, they may see his ERA should be closer to three and a half, but I, I should say expected FIP Sierra, but his XERA, his expected ERA per stack cast actually has him closer to two and a half. So I think that captures more of who he is a pitcher, and I think it captures generally who these players are as athletes as opposed to what we have, I would say, is the classic underlying indicators. Mm-hmm. We now have more new age, new age indicators. Sean, I don't believe the Cy Young races in each league are as close as maybe some people or the odds makers would indicate. Right now, Verlander right there with McClanahan for Tampa. And, of course, uh, Gonsolin uh, kind of creeping up on Big Sandy. Who do you see in terms of from a betting standpoint that you like? I, I think Sandy's been so dominant. And on the other side, I look at what uh, you know McClanahan's been able to do. Yeah, I should have bet McClanahan when he was around the same price as Kevin Gaussman because I said he was a better pitcher at that point. I think they were both around 8-1 to one early in April, mid maybe late April at that point. I actually think Gaussman is the better value play now. You look at end-of-season projections, and Kevin Gaussman expects 
to lead all pitchers in wins above replacement at the end of the year. And you just go back through the voting. Last 18 of the past 20 Cy Young winners finished in the top three in their respective leagues in wins above replacement. So that has become a key stat, not just for Cy Young, but for MVP, especially for Rookie of the Year, actually. For Rookie of the Year, it almost always goes to the leader in wins above replacement at this point. But Kevin Gaussman sitting around 18 to 1 right now for American League Cy Young. I think he's every bit as good as Shane McClanahan. He's just gotten hit a little bit harder by his defense. His batting average on balls in play is about 70 points above where it should be. So around 370 should be closer to 300. Can expect better results from Gaussman going forward. And he's also a workhorse. So he's going to put up the counting stats as well. I like his value there. Maybe even Robbie Ray we just talked about too. He's definitely further down the betting board than he probably should be based off of his rough start, but he's rounded in form very nicely. Lately. Again, you can uh, you can follow Sean at Sean Zarillo, analyst for the Action Network, joining us to talk some baseball. And while we're on the discussion here, Sean, of very good pitchers, Carlos Rodon, you Darvish, they face off tonight in Petco Park, what's been a very tight series to this point. Uh, seeing Darvish in the pods, uh, uh, basically uh, minus 10 to $1.11, very slight, basically a pick'em spot in that one. Of the, of the totals we have tonight, this one, no shock, the lowest one, six and a halfs or sevens. Uh, what do you make of this one in Petco tonight? Yeah, I like the over six and a half here. I also like the first five over three and a half if you can get plus money, but definitely prefer the over six and a half. I projected this total around 7.3. You look at Rodon's velocity throughout the season, and he's always a guy who's had an injury history, so velocity is something you have to track for him. His first starts through June 12th, I think it is his first 12 starts or so, averaged around 96.3 in his fastball. His last four starts, it's down to 94.8. So you're starting to see that dip in velocity as he's getting extended out into the season. Same thing that happened last year before he got hurt. Same thing that's happened in the past in his career. So I would actually be a little bit concerned about Rodon moving forward. Would not be betting him for any Cy Young awards, even though some projection systems like him to finish as one of the war leaders in the National League. And Darvish, on top of that, his strikeout rate is way down this year. Generating some more weak contact, doing things a little differently, trying to be more efficient and walking fewer batters. But his strikeout rate is down. Expect a lot of balls in play tonight. And I think Rodon is definitely a pitcher who might be on the decline. Now, 15 hits combined, eight earned in the last two starts there for Darvis. You certainly certainly make a lot of good points. Uh, Sean, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for the insight, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you again soon. Best of luck tonight, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate it. Again, Sean Zarillo is where you can uh, find the MLB betting analyst there for the Action Network. We'll give our thoughts on the late slate as well coming up in a little bit. Um, all and I, though, we'll, we'll fade or follow the public. That's the game we'll play next, talking some early season NFL division future splits on the other side of betting across America. This is betting across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the month. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets. They include Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf. UFC and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Couple of first five sweats to uh, update you on as we welcome you back to the show. Final half hour for us on betting across America with Amal Shaw. Ben Wilson, uh, it is now a uh, look. What 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 has gotten into the Minnesota Twins of all? You look up, they were it was a, a very breezy first three innings for Martin Perez. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jose Miranda, three-run shot. Gary Sanchez follows that up with a two-run shot. And it's 5-3 twins in the top of the fourth. Yeah, really. They Remember I mentioned that Culberson gets thrown out of third base when they had Smeltzer on the ropes. He, mm-hmm. he was having a walk party in that second inning. And then they failed to take advantage of that. And now you see Minnesota uh, coming back. I, I talked about this earlier. This team is so good offensively. Today... Um, obviously, a long way to go in the Indian, in the Guardians game, but they're going to win the game. They're up 11 nothing in the fourth inning. Um, but I, I believe the White Sox had a shutout. And you figure, okay, this is a good opportunity if you're going to gain ground on the Twins. You got Perez on the mound, and you're up 3 nothing if you're Texas. And now all of a sudden, boom, they bounce right back. And this is a Rangers team at times. Doesn't score, Ben. They, they could be in a real uh, world of hurt here if you're looking at it from a Guardians or a White Sox perspective. And it looks like uh, the Twins just added another six spot <laughs> in the fourth. So if you if you had Rangers first five and you're like, wow, we're cruising here. We got Martin Perez. We're up three. Uh, yeah, that that flips I, pretty quick. By the way, there's not a better Monday morning quarterback than me. And I'm sitting there, and I'm <laughs> sitting there saying to myself, I go, you know what, man? I should have taken the Rangers here first five. Oof. Whoa. And, and yeah. I'll tell you what, a six spot. Six you, you know spot. that? I tell you, that third run is so crucial. In baseball, to me, I, I get 
three and four, obviously you'd rather be up four than three, mm. but going from two to three is huge because that one base runner and then a two-run shot doesn't beat you. Now, all of a sudden, with a three-run spot and with this offense, now you go into that Cleveland bullpen, I mean, excuse me, uh, the uh, Texas bullpen, you would not have thought for a lot of money that Martin Perez, the way he was going the first three innings, that there was a no chance. Way. He only faced 10 guys in the first three innings that he would be out of the game yeah. probably by the fifth inning. It's crazy. That is a big one. The other one, too, I'm sure a lot of people at Astros laying the, laid the run line yeah. first five on the Astros. They're up 2 nothing, bottom of the fourth. How about this, Amal? You go uh, Seth Brown on a, on a squeeze. Yeah. Everybody's safe with the bases, with basically with the bases loaded. Uh, makes it 2-1. Then you go pass ball, wild pitch, back-to-back. <laughs> And that's so the A score three runs with only one ball put in play. It was a bunt, and they now lead three two. And they've just you just cashed it three uh, two. They're going to the bottom of the fifth. A's A's coming back. One of the more bizarre three spots we have seen. And still, I imagine the the Strohs are still. Uh, yeah, this is basically a pick 'em here. A's minus one thirty live, uh, one twenty on our screen. But how about? I mean, I'm sure if you were watching that in the mall and you had money on the Astros, you probably wouldn't be in the studio right that, now. That, that. That's, that's no a brutal way. beat. That, that's an absolutely brutal beat to take one of those losses. You mentioned it. So, uh, safety squeeze or suicide squeeze and then uh, pass ball on a wild pitch. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's horrific. That is. That, look, again, it's, we, as we've talked about, it's baseball. You, you invent new ways to lose is a better, it seems like, every single day. It's, so, it's kind of what happens. You do a ton of play-by-play for people that don't know that. And if you're doing baseball, I'm going to give you one suggestion. I'm not a guy to give advice, but just one suggestion. The best play-by-play guy of all time in baseball, Ben Scully, Mm-hmm. He would always check the number of wild piss pitches that a uh, pitcher had when a runner on third base. And nobody else does that during that's games. Good. That's great. It's such a great, great stat. They'll be like, well, you know, Wilson on third base and uh, Shaw on the mound. He's thrown 17 wild pitches so far this year. And, and it's so crucial because from a betting standpoint, you think, okay, we got two outs. Am I going to get out of this inning? Should I take a bet on a situation here? I'm getting an extra run or wh- what's going to happen? That, that's so vitally important. Ben Scully. The greatest to ever do it for Major League Baseball. My opinion, bar none. Yeah. I, uh, I did did college baseball this last yeah. spring, and it was a lot of, uh, let me tell you, the wild, there were a lot of wild pitches. It, it, was, <laughs> it was hard to keep track. Uh, the, the stats were just all over the place with that. Uh, we will talk a little more baseball in our final segment, get them all thoughts on the night slate, but let's, uh, let's talk some NFL here one final time on this show. We'll do a little topic we call fade or follow the public, mm-hmm. and that's because BetMGM, they have been so kind to provide a lot of the uh, the ticket percentages so far on the off-season betting for a lot of these divisions, Amal. Uh, interesting to see where some of the public, uh, some of the teams, they are all over this off-season. The Eagles are the first one that stand out, and it's not really the public. I mean, you've heard a lot of, there's been a lot of smart people saying like Philadelphia with the roster construction, it all, it all kind of, at least on paper, would suggest that if Jalen Hurts can take a leap as a second-year starting quarterback, this is an Eagle team that, uh, has a very good chance to unseat the Cowboys at the top of the NFC East. And I think in the odds market, I mean, the Eagles went from a uh, 250 to near $3 dog as the second place team to now more in the plus 190 range. Are you in agreement with all this? And you see the ticket percent, handle percent, 71% of the handle to win the NFC East them all on the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you buying that from what I, we've seen? I, I am not. I don't agree with this move. I still think Dallas is the clear-cut favorite in this division. They're the more complete team. You know, I forget, was it Miles Sanders who came out and said, oh, yeah. this is like an all-star, all-star team? team? Yeah. Well, you know, listen, in Miles' case, he's not played with a lot of great players. He played at Penn State, so he's, he doesn't understand what greatness <laughs> is. So, you know, from that standpoint, I can understand why he thinks this is an all-star team. By the way, has he seen the quarterback situation there? I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, uh, look, by most metrics, maybe 20th, 21st at best quarterback from, from last season. It's you know, Jalen Hurts is? Yeah, I mean that's that's wow. And that, I and that, have, and, I, no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt card right now. Like that, you could if you want to kind of finagle the numbers, you could get into about maybe twentieth. But that's that's being kind. Well, that's being optimistic. I would have never thought it was that high. <laughs> there's tw- there's twelve quarterbacks that are worse than him. Apparently, I mean I Cam know. Newton's on the list in my book. But other than that, Cam doesn't yeah. think so. Cam should be in Philadelphia. He thinks he's an all star, and so Miles Sanders that, thinks everyone else is an all star. Pretty be a pretty good fit. Yeah. yeah. Eagles, 71% of the handle uh, so far to win the NFC East. Here's another one, and it seems like every year, too, Umal, we'll get it, we'll get one team, maybe one or two teams that are projected to be awful that you hear maybe some smart person come out early in the, in the cycle and say, you know what, this team will, you know, will improve. Uh, and the Detroit Lions appear to be that team where it seems like you've heard, all right, Lions, we like what they did in the draft, offseason. That has now turned into they are the most heavily bet team to win the NFC North by ticket percentage uh, and by handle as well. Uh, with the Detroit Lions still in the, I think they were nine to one. Them and the Bears were the co, 
uh, last place finishers. I think the Lions are now down to eight to one there. Uh, what like is there any any anything to this this thought of all on seemingly everybody getting behind the Lions and and they're backing expecting a big turnaround and what could potentially be a, a little down division this year in the in the North? I, I think it's a, this is a perfect example of highest ticket percentage, highest handle percentage right now. All this is is people taking a shot on the Lions based on the odds. That's all it is. You get a long shot, you get closer to the season. The odds are, the odds are not going to get worse. But let's say Aaron Rodgers got hurt during the preseason. So now it's going to shorten the odds there. So I think this is just simply a move based on the number or a bet based mm-hmm. on the number. I don't think there's anything really to the lines having that much of an opportunity to win this division. You see, still at the MGM. So some books have adjusted this. Still at MGM, you can find both the Bears and Lions uh, at, at the 9-1. to one. From a general thought, because D- Detroit is in that 6.5 range on the win total, have they done enough in, in your mind? And of course, they have your, one of your favorite coaches back at the, back at the helm, Dan Campbell. <laughs> I, 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 I can just, like, I can, I'm trying to picture them all, like, actually physically placing a, a, t- a bet on the over for Detroit and then thinking about Dan Campbell. I, there's, no, I, there's no scenario I could ever see you with I, Dan Campbell well, as that coach placing an over bet. I, I'd say I'm not as negative on Dan Campbell as maybe some other people. I actually like Dan Campbell. I covered him for a year when he was in Dallas with the Cowboys. Boys. Okay. Uh, very likable guy. I can see why the players have rallied behind him. Yeah. Uh, but that's I, not the issue. It's no, it's <laughs> well, I'll tell you the issue is, and it was proven by the LA Rams that Jared Goff is the problem. You know, sometimes you're in a scenario where you draft a player and um, he's the guy that they drafted, and to me, not a guy that I would I want to back in too many spots, but um, not a uh, big fan of the, the uh, Detroit Lions getting over their season win total. Open with the Eagles. Uh, Washington at home, at Minnesota, Seattle at home, at Patriots. So, look, they've got some games they can win early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in the NFL this year, I, I want to get your take on this real quick. I don't see a Jacksonville type of or a Houston type of team from last year. I think even the Texans will be better than they were last year. Not saying they're going to win seven games, but probably be uh, potentially win four games. I think Jacksonville will be better than they were even under Doug Peterson, who I'm not a big fan of. I, I completely agree with you. And we've seen, I mean, it's really been, a, it's a stretch now where for nearly a decade, you've been able to really point to one, even sometimes two or three teams where yeah. you knew they would be an auto fade every right. single week. And I was surprised at how, actually how much respect a team like the Jaguars even got in the market last year, given given what we were expecting out of that roster and, and just the overall rebuild. But you expect Jacksonville to take a, a step forward. And the Jets too, I think that's another team that they are the high, they have the most liability in the AFC East, even though a lot of people are betting the Bills with what the Jets have done, you can't really go against or disparage the moves that they've made. You have to figure that's going to be a competitive team as well. And those have been kind of the traditional, oh, these will be the easy win spots for some of these teams. I don't think you can uh, you can certainly count on that anymore. No, I would agree with you. I, I just don't see too many teams being slam dunks. Yeah, Houston will be on the road in a certain spot. They'll be 10, 11, 12-point dogs. And you'll look at that and say the home team's going to win the game. But I think for the most part, you know, you'd go on the road against some of the teams you mentioned, Detroit mm-hmm. and the Jets. You're like, hey, we're going to win this game regardless of what happens. No better example, too, than, than the AFC West, where yeah. you have four teams that you could make a compelling case for to all make the playoffs. I know you, and you think, I mean, the Raiders, there's a chance, even with how good that division is, they could come out and, uh, and, and win the division. It's, it's the Broncos who have the most ticket percentage. I don't know if you're fading or following that, but yeah, you could see a scenario. Plus. Yeah, not surprised. I, I, listen, I, I think he's been a top five quarterback basically since his second year in the league. Not a lot of love so far at, at MGM. We'll discuss the night slate in Major League Baseball as we wrap things up right after this here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time on Betting Across America with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. Thanks to Elliot Bauman, our producer behind the glass. Been a, an absolute blast here on a Saturday afternoon. You would never know them all. These are the dog days of summer because we've had a lot of action today, including at Globe Life Field in Arlington. <laughs> it, is, it is now 7-6. The Twins hit the Rangers with a six spot in the fourth off the previously cruising Martin Perez. And then out of nowhere, Marcus Semien with a three-run bomb to immediately tie the game at six in the bottom of the fourth. Then Corey Seager follows that up with a solo shot, his 18th. Uh, the uh, Delvin, Delvin Smeltzer is the starting pitcher, is now gone. Griffin Jacks is in 7 6. Uh, already we're well over the total, and we're looking at 17 and a half live them all. 17 and a half, and we're only in the fourth inning. You only need five more runs. Yeah, absolutely right. And you mentioned it. Both pitchers have given up two homers each, but you would have never thought the way the game was going initially, especially through the first three, that we'd see a 10 spot put up uh, between no, both no, teams no. here in the. Uh, in the fourth inning, so uh, should be an interesting game. Game slowed down now in Arizona. Not the way I thought it would go. Arizona um, uh, uh, leading 3-2. Nobody's been able to score in innings 4, 5, and 6. I'm definitely surprised as well yeah. on that. It's now down to 8.5, your live total there. Uh, Bumgarner and Freeland, the two starting pitchers, respectively, for the Diamondbacks uh, and the Rockies. In the meantime, the uh, Braves have added on Eddie Rosario and Orlando Arcia with back-to-back base hits. Two spot there in the bottom of the fourth. So it's Braves four, Nationals one. They have played five and a half innings there. Kyle Wright, another really solid start. Only one run, just a, a solo shot allowed to Juan Soto. His ERA, I'm all now down to 282. Been a really nice season for Wright, who is pretty uh, unheralded the righty coming into this year. Yeah, absolutely right. He's been terrific for Atlanta. Uh, they're taking care of business against the Nationals. They're through uh, five and a half there right now, going to the bottom of the six. So feel pretty good if you've got the Braves or you're looking at it from Atlanta, potentially trying to gain a game on the Mets. But the Metropolitan's leading right now. Against the Marlins, one nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Yeah, Mets that early 1-0 lead. And then we talked about it earlier, the Orioles. They've just been this, this great team at home. Uh, well over 523-17 on the season in home games. And they're doing it again as a dog at home. one nothing to the top of the sixth. Dean Kramer been excellent. Just two scattered hits through five innings uh, as he is now being taken out for Bruce Zimmerman. So you'd, you'd have at least cashed there if you took the O's at home there in the first five. One zip uh, to the top of the sixth. All right, I'm all still some games to come here. We have, in about an hour and a half's time, a pair of the MLB on Fox National games. 
Yankees, Red Sox in what has been a, a series dominated by the Yanks to this point, put up uh, double digits last night at Fenway. Jordan Montgomery takes the, the ball against Keegan Crawford. And you're seeing right now Yanks about a dollar sixty-five favorites at BetMGM. No surprise, right, that the public just steaming in here on the Yankees with what we've seen here in recent times. We've seen this story as well for Boston, throwing out the young pitcher with not a whole lot of numbers or experience, and it has not gone well to this point. Uh, what do you, you expect things to be any different tonight there, given what we've seen so far? Hard to expect it to change right now. I think it's a fairly inexpensive price on Montgomery and company. Cutter Crawford on the bump, uh, not been effective for Boston so far. 5.04 ERA, 1.44 whip. Boston comes in having lost four in a row, Ben. Uh, you know, the Yankees offensively, they've won three in a row, but more importantly, in this series, done a nice job, scored 18 runs. And if you go back to the previous game against Pittsburgh in the fifth inning and later after that, this is a team that has managed to put up 34 runs across the last 27 <laughs> innings. 34 and 27, yeah. yes. Cut, Cutter Crawford. What did I say, Keegan? I don't know. That, that, when, that's when you know. When these guys, you're like uh, K. Crawford. Now I have to actually like start racking my brain for correct names of these guys. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you, Ben. I wasn't paying attention when you said it. I was looking at other scores. <laughs> like, I could have said, I could have literally said anything. <laughs> you really could have. You could have you, you said Elliot Bauman's on the bump. I'd have been like, yeah. yeah. I think there's a last minute <laughs> pitching change here. They're going to go with Cutter Crawford here. Elliot Bob, Elliot Bauman on the bump. But look, as a, as, as a play by play person, I have so many names going through my head at all times. Like, if it's not a game I'm calling or a game I'm talking about, I, I could have no idea what the name is. And I mean, Vince Scully used to say, uh, ask me what I had for breakfast this morning. I'd have no idea. But I could tell you, you know, the, uh, the number of wild pitches that, that uh, you know, Oral Hershiser threw with a guy in third base. Mike will mention a game to me during the week sometimes, and I won't even know what he said, but I'll catch the tail end. He'll be like, Wilson's starting tonight. So I'm like, okay, that's the Padres. Okay. So I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. what I know. Because I'm looking at the games as they're yeah. going on in play. That's more. That's where my attention generally is at this point in time. And uh, no doubt. right now between Oakland and Houston, got an interesting game developing. 3-2 right now. Stroh's um, so behind in this one. But Framber Valdez, you know, you mentioned it. Really hasn't pitched poorly, but it's a couple of mistakes here and there that have cost them. And you can still get right now. I'm seeing at uh, at MGM at this point, Stroh's plus one thirty on the on the live line. Yes, the safety squeeze pass ball wild pitch trio. The only run scored by the Oakland A's. It all came in a in a bunch there in the bottom of the fourth inning. But they go to the bottom of the sixth right now. Three two A's. Valdez has only thrown seventy pitches so far, so he's been very very efficient in what he's been doing. Um, and that yeah, we'll see how that uh, plays out. But I know a lot of people, especially I mean, you had that Astro series this week against the Royals, where yeah. what they won three of four, all three wins they trailed, and I believe in two of the three by multiple runs. You could have got some ginormous in-game plus prices, and a couple of those games were no sweaters for the Astros in the end against a bad Royals bullpen. Absolutely right. They come from behind, uh, had some opportunities there. I want to give a quick update from Cincinnati. Uh, Rays get a run on the top of the fifth right now, lead one nothing. Had runners on second and third, Ben with one out. What appeared to be a wild pitch. I think the ball came off the backstop fairly quickly. Walls is in between third and home, and he starts and goes about 40 feet and decides to go back, and he gets nailed. And then on the next play, a ground ball is hit to first base where it was a tough, tough play. He would have easily scored because it was kind of in no man's land. They get out of the inning, and they only get one run. Jeez. You know, you mentioned uh, it earlier about the ineptitude in terms of base running, and it continues to play teams. Yeah, yeah. and Hunter, look, Hunter Green has been able to – Kind of navigate here. He's only given up uh, two hits and finally gets uh, touched up in the fifth inning with the run for the Rays. So if you're first five better looking to fade Hunter Green, you're uh, you're up 1-0 there. Rays will try to uh, close that down in the bottom half. Again, almost halfway, actually right at the halfway mark at Great American Ballpark. Mentioned them all. The uh, the one game we have on our, our national slate, Yankees-Sox coming up. This is 7-15 Eastern. The other game as well, it's Carlos Rodon and the Giants, who's pitched very, very well in his first year in San Francisco. Sub-3 ERA. Goes against you, Darvish, and the Padres tonight. Basically a pick em line right now. Seeing a total of 6.5 juiced over at MGM. A lot of other shops have 7 juices to the under. Any, any way you're leaning on this one pregame? Uh, you know, the Giants have been really struggling. They've lost... Uh, t- uh, two, uh, excuse me, lost eight out of their last 10 games, but offensively is where the real concern lies here. Um, I have no opinion on this particular game, but uh, I'll tell you what, this should be a pretty good pitcher's duel, and I don't like this total because if you were to look at it, I'd have to look towards the over, even though you've got uh, Rodon and mm-hmm. Darvish on the mound because 3-3 and you get over the total. But again, going back to my earlier point about San Francisco's offense, can they get three runs? It's it's wild too to see a team in San Francisco who, as we mentioned, has fallen fallen to a point now where they're looking at three and a half, four games out of the last wild card spot, which is you're you're kind of in danger of falling off the pack right now as, as essentially a 500 team. But on the basis of the season of all, they are number two in WRC plus with runners in scoring position, where they on the season they've been a team you can rely on 
the last two, two and a half weeks, they are they have a 191 average with runners in scoring position. It's it is always fascinating in the ebbs and flows of a 162 game season, right? To see teams that appear to excel in a certain area. Not only do they have a period where they struggle, but they're basically they're one of the worst teams in the league with men on, especially in runners in scoring position. It's it's crazy to see a switch that drastic in season like that. Yeah, it is. But I'll tell you what, I thought the start of the season for San Francisco was a bit of an aberration. I thought last year they really were fortunate to have the type of year mm-hmm. they had. I didn't think they were as good as their record. They're not like the Dodgers where you see the talent and you go, okay, it's going to be there right. every year. But you look at this Giants team right now. Flores, 240. Estrada, 253. Yastrzemski, 227. Crawford, 224. Ruff, 222. I have no idea how Jock Peterson's batting 264. <laughs> That's good. Brandon push. Bell, 208. <laughs> Longoria, 242. Tommy Listella, 241. Kurt Casale, 231. I mean... We're lucky if some of these guys are even batting their weight. I mean, th- this team has just been anemic. I haven't even listed some of the guys that are in the hundreds. Bart, 155. I know he weighs more than 155. He has to. I mean, this I team, mean, I, I can't I weigh 150, hit. so yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tiny person. They, probably, probably they, over that. They can't hit. And, uh, you know, the pitching, Webb, Rodon have been good. Wood gave him a surprising good start last time out. They just don't have the pieces to be able to compete. Padres have kind of run it with a similar offense. It's been anemic at times, but their pitching has been outstanding for nine innings, and that's why they've been able to be so competitive throughout the course of the season. And you can find them, look, in the market, minus $1.06 to $1.07 there on the San Diego Padres tonight. And then the two games we'll have to uh, in the final window this evening, very late on the East Coast, which we'll get a full breakdown coming up in a little bit. VEASAN Bet Center, which we have coming up next. That is Brady Cannon and James Salinas. We'll, we'll certainly handicap those games for you as well. Uh, Alec Manoa and Robbie Ray, that's really the highlight. Uh, they're all tonight, Toronto and Seattle. Yeah, I think that one's got a total of seven and a half. I'd look at the under in this one. I think it should be a terrific pitching matchup. Blue Jays' offense continues to scuffle. Uh, you mentioned it. Both guys have been very effective, particularly Manoa for Toronto. Underrated rivalry. I've been to a game at uh, at, say, at uh, you mean, you mean a Blue Jays home game? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, went, I remember going and I was like, wait, well, and then I realized, oh yeah, Canada's right here. Blue Jays, <laughs> Blue Jays, Mary. Should be a fun uh, crowd there tonight. Been a blast for the last uh, three hours hanging out with all of you. Our producer Elliot Bauman, you Amal Shaw. I include you when I say that as well. Been a, been a blast with you. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long from bending across America. It is Peace and Bet Center with Brady Cannon and James Salinas up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.